Welcome back, everybody, to the C. Is this where? There it is. <laughs> welcome back, everybody, to the CNC replay. I'm Noel. I'm Corey. Noel, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I was kind of there last time, but yes, I was not present solo. with you guys. How was your week off out of country? Oh man, it was uh, it was quite the experience. Um, uh, with everybody that I've talked to about it. Uh, one of the perks of being in ministry means that you can travel places uh, uh, via the, the church that is sending you. Um, mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, but uh, just like to be able to serve with people um, mm. and our, our team was predominantly um, like young adults. And then I had a couple of youth students who are in the youth group uh, that I am uh, the pastor over. That was it. That was our team. Like there was no other like adults, total? eight, so smaller, oh, but, yeah. but that's okay. And I co-led, which is weird because it's like this time two years ago, I was a child um, <laughs> and now, and now I'm leading a team of people in a foreign country, um, which is cool. Um, but like, it's just like to see um, people in different places and to see like how without, without getting without getting too uh, religious in a sports podcast, um, just to see how like, like the universal church come together, mm. um, you know, you're serving the same God just in a different space um, is really cool. Humbling uh, um, really gets you to think and uh, just to be able to uh, stretch myself um, in, you know, just how, how far I can push myself as far as like sleep deprivation, but also like into new, uh, leadership, uh, capabilities, uh, is fun, taxing and, uh, uh, fulfilling. So it's, it was a good trip. It was a good trip and everybody on, on the trip got a lot out of it. There's more details to that, the, the story, which I could tell at another time, but this is not the forum to do it. Uh, and I'm sure you will get the rest of the details, uh, sometime soon, Mm -hmm. but my week in Belize, it was really cool. Good. I'm glad. Yes. And now as a little treat, I get to come back and talk about Detroit sports. My favorite thing in the world. Okay. Especially if we just ignore the blue and orange splotch, the rest of it is pretty good. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, but we can't ignore but, them because they're in season. So oh, do goodness. you want to just dive right in? Um, no. <laughs> Would you like to start somewhere else? But I, I got, I got to, um, jeez. Oh, we had a draft. We're currently having a draft. Right. But that's the thing. That's, that's the thing about like a not, NBA and the, this is this is my soapbox here. Or I I even thought about doing a Corey's Corner for this week, but um, I don't think I can do that. Um, like in the NFL draft, there's seven rounds. In the NBA draft, there is two rounds, and the majority, probably over fifty percent of the players that have their names said, you would have heard of in some way, shape, or form if you are an avid fan of that sport. Yes. So like, so the Lions had, I think, eight picks. I knew about six of them. Okay. Right off the bat, just because like, I love Big Ten football. Um, You know, we drafted Aiden Hutchinson, Jamison Williams, big receiver from, uh, from Alabama, which who, by the way, the Madden rankings came out uh, today and he is the second fastest receiver in the game. So that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's now our, our our we have that player that that is ours. That's so we have the second much best fun. out of something. What? Yes, that's you, crazy. Are we going to ruin him? Sorry, um, that's not. We're not talking lions. We're talking tigers. Continue. Right. Um, so I mean, just but when you get to the NHL draft and the like fifty thousand leagues that you can take a player from the NHL draft, mm-hmm. and then you get to the MLB draft where there are thirty rounds every single year mm-hmm. you'd be lucky to know like 20 percent mm-hmm. of those dudes so it, it it's like 
it's hard to get excited, but we'll start with the good. Um, this Jace Young guy, um, he was the Big Ten, uh, or not Big Ten, the Big 12 player of the year. Um, seemed to be a great offensive asset. Um, they just don't necessarily know where they're going to put him in the field. Um, but it's okay because he's got like, he's got like, uh, I did see that too. Okay. Yes. But Chris is currently sending us uh, pictures Photo of his face. Of his face looking possibly hungover and or just deathly sick. Either really or. hard he to can, tell. He can hop on whenever he feels like it. But so that's that's the trouble with the MLB draft. So like the first few rounds, like the first, I would say like four rounds of the draft for a avid and casual fan. Um are the players that you're going to know of. So Jace Young, I fine, cool. Um, who's the other guy that they took? I should have researched this a bit more. I'll, I'll hop on the Twitter, the Twitter verse real <laughs> quick. Um, you mean the guy they took in the second? Yes. The second round. The um, second round pick was Peyton Graham. Yes. Peyton Graham. Overall. And uh, shortstop. Mm -hmm. And from the general consensus, it seems like these two picks were um, were good. Um, and I, this is the one comment that I can make that will sound educated. The top two picks that they took were college players. So last year, the Tigers took... Jackson Job, fresh out of high school. So mm -hmm. that means you're, he's going to have a few more years of development. These guys are like right there as a, and right as, there. in terms of getting onto the team. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're fast tracked to, um, to reach the bigs quicker. So like with Torkelson, right. Mm -hmm. Torkelson was taken first overall, what, two, three seasons ago. I think we're at three now. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, crazy. and Riley and Riley Green was taken third overall five or six years ago, and they both got to the bigs at the same time. So if you draft a high school player, and Riley Green was an eighteen year old at the time, if you draft a high schooler, you're you're automatically going to add probably I I, I don't know three extra years of development, um, and with the Tigers as you've seen from this roster, they need help now or as, as soon as possible. So they drafted a second baseman, a great hitting second baseman um, who is fast tracked to hopefully make it to the majors soon. And that's a glaring hole that you'll have. If all of your contracts that you have signed from this year stand put, because I'm still in the camp that Javier Baez is going to opt out. Cause I don't, mm. he's been He's been bad. Mm-hmm or not Javier Baez standards, but all it will take is a hot three months next year to show, oh, I'm still a valuable infield piece and I'm going to opt out of this contract. Um, so middle infield will be gone. Scope, this is the last year, or he's got one more year after this. I think he signed a two-year extension last year. Um, so I, I would think that'd be a very quick turnaround for a guy like that to make it to the bigs. But I think that's the thought process that was there when taking a guy like this. Um, obviously, I'm not a huge college baseball fan. Um, I mean, I watch, you know, my Wolverines and in the Big Ten, but the Big Ten, Big Ten baseball is not the same as SEC baseball or Big 12 baseball. It just isn't. But it seems like you've gotten um, a couple of the best middle infielders in the Big 12 from this past season which is good. That's fine. But that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter because if any draft is a total crapshoot, it's the MLB draft. Mm -hmm. And you can look no further than the Detroit Tigers. No, two number one overall picks on this roster right now, two of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. None of None of them look like they will be cornerstone pieces right right now. Right. 
because Torkelson got sent down. He needed to be sent down a month ago, two months ago. Mm-hmm. We all saw it happening. But that's your number one overall pick and a consensus number one. Like everyone was like, if the Tigers didn't take Spencer Torkelson at number one, they would have lost their minds. And I'm sure there's a few players in this draft where it was the same thing. If this team didn't take them at four, right? Like they they would have lost their minds, sort of a thing. And sometimes that works out, and a lot of times it doesn't. So Mize is injury induced, but remember that we talked about this like that. There were guys saying like, hey, like the way that he throws, like it kind of screams Tommy John right now. Um, And lo and behold, he has to go get Tommy John and he'll be out next year and the rest of this year. So we're not going to see him for another two years. Spencer Torkelson, number one overall pick, uh, lost a a full year of development due to COVID because the minor league season was canceled, struggled initially. Heated up a little bit, and then he was basically forced to be the first baseman this year because we didn't have another option. Yep. And it seemed like from the get-go at the plate, he looked completely overmatched since April. He, he figured it out a little. He held water, and then he just... Fell apart again. That's two number one overall picks. If you miss out on one, okay, I get you had two, and you're 0 for 2 right now. Riley Green looks good. I'll give him that. But remember how last year, and this is, a, I guess, not a fair comparison, but Akil Badu exploded onto the scene and he was hitting like 360 or something in the first month of the season. He ended up hitting 250. Had a still a very respectable year and a great year for a lot of standards. Um, but this year, he hit like 150 and got sent down. He's back now. He's back, but major league pitchers are going to figure out how to pitch to you. So I'm yes. going to I'm I'm going to sense that there will be regression with Riley Green. It's not, I hope not. But so you so now you're one for three. Riley Green was a top three pick. You're one for three for, with a number one overall pick, another number one overall pick, and a number three overall pick. Those are picks that you should be three for three on. Those are the cornerstones of your franchise. Not oh we oh that's that's the lottery ticket that didn't work out. No, your seventh round pick is the lottery ticket that shouldn't work out. Not your not your multiple top three picks. Yeah, that that cannot happen. It's not a place where you swing and miss, right? It's that is out of, out of all the rounds, the first is where you need to be absolutely sure. Yeah, about where you're taking somebody. Yeah. Like I don't especially with the the data and the amount of information we have and the types of scouts that there are, there isn't really any excuse for getting that wrong. Right. I agree. So what we're hoping for at this point is that development is weirdly taking just a little bit long with these with with these two. Do I I think it's strange that it's happened twice in a row? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Am I crossing my fingers that it's going to be just a little extra time and then whatever time it takes after Tommy John for him? Yeah. But it's and, still very frustrating. And and I, I wouldn't say this, and I wouldn't bring this up to just dunk on him either. Like, Casey Mize should be a good pitcher. Yes, but Casey Mize did not look like the number one overall pick on on his rotation. That was Scooble, and yep. now Scooble has begun to struggle because he he can't find the command, and then you know he's gotten some bad luck with the defense just being absolutely atrocious. Um, but your number one overall pick, your people outside of it. I mean, my dad has called it from the very beginning. He's like, I'm not very impressed with him, mm-hmm. and he was saying it's like, is it time? Like, like. Like I'm, I'm concerned as, as far as talking about Mize with Torkelson. Right. I, right. this year, I, I'm not going to put that against him. I mean, we're talking about how, like, he's not looking like a corn cause he's not, he really, he isn't. Mm-hmm. It, that's just, that's just the facts. Yep. Um, But I'm not going to give up on him after one season. This isn't, this isn't the NFL 
with first year rookie quarterbacks where if he doesn't perform, then he's, he's toast, which I feel like is incredibly, incredibly unfair. Um, yeah. He lost a year of development, give him that development, let him gain something at AAA, see what happens. Um, but still like the, there's a reason why Tigers fans aren't very excited right now when it comes to draft picks. Um, and it's because they look at these drafts and like these like slam dunk prospects and they say, Ooh, and also, by the way, uh, Jackson Job is getting shelled at single A right now. Good. That's what we love to hear. But he's also a child, so we have to keep that in mind. No, I know, but still. Right. And the guy that we passed on, Marcelo Meyer, who got taken by the Red Sox, uh, uh, is raking. Great. At the same level. Um, How old is anyway, that guy? That, same age. So he was a high schooler. Good. Good, good. Anyways. Um, but anyway, this guy, Chase Young, um, pretty consistent numbers. Uh, his freshman year, didn't play a whole lot, but his his stats compared to his sophomore and junior seasons at Texas Tech are pretty comparable. Um, his sophomore year was a little bit better um, as far as uh, average and on base and or yeah, across the board. Um no, not across the board. His uh, his OBP was a little bit better this season, but his average and his slugging was better his sophomore season mm-hmm. um, and had a bit more power as well. But two seasons, Big 12 baseball, consistency. We like to see that. That's good. Yeah. Um, and he's older. He's a little bit more mature. So hopefully that translates well um, and he can jump into high A, spend a couple weeks there, and then hopefully go to double A like soon thereafter. Um, and then the other guy, I haven't even looked at his stats. Peyton um, Graham. Yes. Peyton Graham. They Let's were roommates and teammates. And they, and they were roommates. They were roommates. Yes. Um, roommates and teammates in Summerball, uh, in Santa Barbara for the California Collegiate League, which is fun. I just Ooh, like that's a good league. Cute little connections. Um, Apparently, Young texted Graham after he went for uh, 51st and just said, what up, roommate? <laughs> or what up, teammate? That's... Not what up, roommate. What up, teammate? Well, that's kind of funny because then, like, because Green and Tor- and Torkelson are, like, best friends, too. I know. So It's just bubbies all around. They're they're just trying to keep that going. Um, but that, no, I've totally forgot about that. That California, so, you know the Bombers that I work for? Yes. So that that's a that's a minor league, but that's a summer league team for these college players. So that's what they do to stay in shape and like you know yeah. stay. So the California one is the best one that you can play in. Okay, good to know. And and so... the, the the Northwoods League, which is the one I worked for, is like second or third, something mm-hmm. like that. it's probably third. Um, so he was these both guys were playing in the in the highest competitive league. Um, and again, we see some consistency here. Um, a drop off or no, he didn't play a whole lot his, his freshman year. Um, but he improved from his, his triple slash line improved across the board from his, uh, sophomore to junior season. Um, this is Graham. This is Graham. Okay. Um, exceptionally well, he, he hit for more power. He had like triple the RBI. Um, not that that's a counting stat that matters. Um, and, uh, yeah, his OP, his, uh, OPS was great as well. Um, and improved. So improvement, more mature guys, even though they're probably, they're young baseball players and they're not mature, but in the game, they're mature. Um, so excited about that. And as far as the other guys, who the heck knows? (laughs) Um, it's a mixed bag of, whatever honestly it's like i i'll i'll look because the tigers posted a graphic i don't even know who or let's just see if i know any of these uh players um troy melton from san diego state luke gold from boston college danny serretti from unc uh seth stevenson from tennessee uh jake miller from valpo andrew jenkins from georgia tech and Trevin Michael from Oklahoma. So exclusively 
college players. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine. Uh, he's he's a huge baseball nerd in that dynasty league. Um, and he was saying, I don't understand why teams don't draft exclusively a certain class for a draft. Because there's some there is some sort of camaraderie and like chemistry that you can build if everybody is the same age in that class. So he was saying, if I were a GM, I would draft exclusively all high school or all college for a particular draft. Okay. And so that the thought is development happens at a similar time. Yes. Okay. So everyone in that class would develop together instead of like a green who is 18 and a Torkelson who was 22 mm-hmm. get to the bigs at the same time. Now you had some, you had some chemistry built there, but usually that doesn't happen very often. Right. Um, so that's something to note, but also I think something that um, is very telling uh, to the direction of the Detroit Tigers right now, because it's very obvious that this team needs some help and they got the players who are older to do that. No, no high school player in the first 10 rounds of the draft. None. First 10? Wow. First, first 10. No high school player. That is really telling. So, what would um, you say the average is for like how many high schoolers typically go in a round? Let's like if it's go if we're going in the third cuz I imagine that's where more of them would get picked up. Like how many would you say on a yearly basis? Typically. I would I would really have to look into that because I okay. think in the first round it's pretty much 50-50. Okay. Because the the whole point of drafting a high schooler is that you can get that player early, get him away from college, and develop him through your system. Through exactly. Your right. Right. Um, okay. But in the later rounds, I it's I, I guess it would be very hard to like draft a high school kid in the thirtieth round, and then try to entice him to not go to school. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, cause it's like, Hey, you got drafted in the 30th round, but, uh, odds are stacked against you. Um, so I would say, I would say probably as the rounds progress, the, the percentage of high school players that get picked decreases and then you get your more, you get your more college players, but a different direction. I think Al Avila has been listening <laughs> to us or the general population. Completely serious. This isn't a joke. This right. is me being completely serious. Um, he's feeling the seat is is the core of the sun. <laughs> I, I'm serious. No, his, I his know job, you are. I know you are. It was just the description was funny. He's, he's probably went to all because he's in charge of this. He's probably went to his scouts and it's like, we need players now. So yes. whatever, whatever, whoever you're looking at, we need them like yesterday. We need them to be major league players yesterday. So. I don't think it is just merely a coincidence with everything that's been going on. The, the Rosenthal hit piece, quote unquote, um, the outcry of the fan base uh, and the pressure from uh, the performance on the field that we've drafted strictly college players in the first 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence, but I'm still horrified because we are not contenders and we won't be. I haven't even talked about the play on the field yet. Uh, and to give you my summary, they had a series against Cleveland this this week. Uh, I didn't watch a single inning. Not oh. because I couldn't. Because <laughs> you couldn't handle it? Because I didn't want – it was – first inning, I think the the Guardians scored every time in the first inning. Yeah, that was – I remember watching that go up. Let me just go look at that score. Hold on. With, within your first six outs, you're down. You're down off the bat in every single game. I don't want to watch that. That's losing baseball. So I, I, I did not watch by choice. Okay. But I digress. And Michael Pineda just got pooped on in that ten in that ten to nothing. They lost ten to nothing. They did indeed. Uh, <sighs> yep. Yeah, it was zero four five six zero ten, and then 
The oh, right other now. one was postponed. Yeah. That was God having mercy on the game. <laughs> and then there's a game in 45 minutes. So. But no. It's oh, that's the home break. run. the all-star break. I can't read, apparently. Home run derby, baby. Yes, that's um, currently happening. Super excited for that. I love MLB All-Star Weekend is my favorite. It's my favorite time of one of my favorite times of the year. Um, so I'm jacked up. I've got my Juan Soto jersey on, rooting for my boy. Um, Did just Miggy get sent? Miggy and Gregory Soto. Those are our all-stars. Okay. Miggy was a commissioner's uh, pick selection. Yeah. Yeah, because for like uh, career achievements. But honestly, Miggy probably could have been our all-star just regularly. Because He's he had a comeback power. of some sort. He's had a comeback year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got some consideration for AL Comeback Player of the Year. I don't think that's out of the question. That'd be neat. That would be kind of fun. A small I would enjoy little that. highlight. Um, what was I saying? Al's listening. Yes, sorry, we totally Al's, the Al's listening to the to the murmurs, but I think it's still very clear and evident that Chris Illich is not he he's not doing a thing with this team, and we can transition into the Red Wings after that because look at the discrepancy of what's happening. I get that the budgets are different. But I'm pretty sure that Steve Eisenman spent more in NHL free agency than the Tigers did in MLB free agency. Yeah. I don't even know how that's possible. I don't even because, because I, I guess this is a technicality because you still have one of your free agents that you signed that is not getting paid. And I haven't even heard about that. And we talked about this last week that Alavila has not had any conversations with Eduardo Rodriguez since he left the team. And it, it was confirmed it was about a family matter, divorce. But how do you not communicate with your star pitcher that you signed this offseason? I don't care if he's dealing with family issues. I do not care. Like, even a, a simple, like, hey, how you doing? Like, just wanting to know, like, just checking in, hope you're doing well, and getting a response. He's, the man said zero communication. Yeah, that's zero communication means no no talking. And you think he was serious about the we've not actually spoke rather than we've had no communication about his future. Oh, I think he was being 100% serious. Okay. I mean, he's away I was just from wondering. the team. I you you don't say zero communication if there was small talk. You would have said we've talked a little bit. We've been in, we've been in contact. He said zero yeah, communication. That's fair. That's onyx. I don't care. I don't care if this is going to sound really horrible. I don't care if your entire family is missing. I'm this. It sounds bad. Okay. A traumatic event happens. If somebody texts you and be like, "Hey, I want to know. Like, are you doing okay? Like, how are things?" you at least respond with something small. Would you? I would, but I know plenty of people who would not. I'm serious. I just don't. I do. I I know, I know, but I... I... Okay, but that's also with your family being completely missing. This is... It's a bad, bad thing that's happened. A divorce probably very emotional. No one's died. <laughs> Your marriage might be dead, but no one's died. <laughs> Corey. That's horrible. I, oh, gosh. Jeez. Glad <sighs> uh, Chris isn't here to make it worse. Yikes. But no one's, no one's, no one's died. If that's our bar, we need, we need a higher bar, Corey. It's, I, Ben edited out. <laughs> He's not going to, he doesn't even listen to this. I know. But I get what you're saying, though. I I do. I understand where you're coming no from. Communication. Yes. None. Because to me, that says something else. That that says that says this is a guy who's trying to get out of his contract. Mm. Hmm. And what do you think that if that happens? If that happens, the second that that happens, the second that that contract is void, Alavila should be packing his bags. 
I mean, any competent owner would have had this man fired years ago. But if that happens. There's no way. There's no way. That's like that's like the Titanic like happening and then somebody like deliberately going and poking holes in all of the lifeboats after the fact and just letting everybody sink. That is horrific. That is stuff reserved for the lions. That's happening with the tigers. Mm -hmm. That is unacceptable. I don't care. I wish him the best. I hope he's doing well. Talk to your general manager. It's it's honorable that you're not you're not getting your contract, you're not getting paid while you're spending time away from the team. But if you are deliberately trying to get out of your contract, that's that's another issue entirely. And that could be more in line with the player. I get that, but still, you should be communicating with your employer at this level. Now, if it was something else, if it was like McDonald's, screw it. I don't care. You don't have to talk to them. But this is you're you're making millions of dollars to play a sport. Mm-hmm. You should at least be you should at least send your general manager a text. Hey, it's a rough time. I don't really want to talk, but like I'll like I'm doing okay, sort of yeah. thing. Give them that. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked for thirty minutes. I haven't even talked about the performance on the field. I don't need to because it's horrendous. I don't think and there's I'm anything just, new to cover. There's not anything new to, new to cover, and I'll leave it with this. I am scared for the trade deadline. What are you expecting, and what is your biggest fear? I'm expecting that we're going to trade pieces like Michael Fulmer, Alex Lang, who Alex Lang is 25 years old, by the way, mm-hmm. and is having a terrific year, and we're going to get scraps. Yeah. You do not trade an Alex Lang. I would even say you might not even trade a Michael Fulmer if you're trying to turn the ship around next year. Mm-hmm. Your bullpen is your strongest piece. You should just stand pat. Or if for whatever, if for whatever reason somebody sees value in Scope or Grossman or any of those players, you can get rid of those guys. Guys off of expiring contracts, but they need to play a little bit better in order mm-hmm. to get to that point. Um, yep. And let Castro and Victor Reyes play every day. I would almost rather see that, to be completely honest. I, I'm serious. I would almost rather, and then call up Cody Clemens and see how he does at first base because you're going to need a first baseman now, or have Haas play first base every day because Haas is your Tigers leader in WAR right now, and I think he has a WAR of under two. That's wild. So I've been I've been very <laughs> calm, other than my I apologize for that comment. That was horrible. Um, that was bad. I wow. Um, but I've been pretty calm. You have calm, just off the rails. Calm, but off the rails, and man, just. And if you played a little bit better, if you showed some semblance of competitiveness, if you rattled off another six-game win streak, you'd get me to shut up for a little bit longer. If you gave me some hope for next year, I would. I would cool it. But. But here we are. Here we are. Stuck in And that. now, stuck in this, and now every day that you see Justin Verlander pitch a seven-inning scoreless game, you're reminded of that trade, which I've said from the beginning of this podcast was the downfall of the Detroit Tigers. What I've was that stat that, that you the tweeted the other day? You tweeted something. You retweeted something about him, yeah? Yeah. It what? was – It was he, what was that? I don't know what it was, but he's like the first pitcher in the modern era to have 12 wins, an ERA under two, and a whip under .9 at the All-Star break. And he's 39 years old coming off of Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. He's the first He's the first player to do that, mm-hmm. despite his injury. No, he's the 19th pitcher to do that, but the oh, oldest he is. ever. Got it. Yep. I, it's just, oldest ever. Oh. I, y'all laughed at me. Y'all, did, we did said, not laugh at you. Nobody laughed well, at you. I'm pretty sure most people agreed with you. I've been I've been saying this. I've I said it in 2017. This is not a good return. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, I'll just wait to see when the dust settles. I said it from the second it happened. This is an awful return. Mm-hmm. And now everybody, I, I want 
if I want anything in the sports, if out of anything in sports that I want, I want credit for this. I want, I want the world to know that Corey Cercina from the day Justin Verlander was traded saying this was a bad deal for the Detroit Tigers. I want the world to know that. Okay. That's what I want. And that's it. I'm done with the Tigers. I can't talk about them anymore. All right. You want to go Pistons or you want to go Red Wings? <laughs> no, we should go into the Red Wings because um, the other Illich team, um, and this is before we get into free agency, okay. I was, I was having this conversation with my dad. Um, it's very clear to me that Chris Illich is just a, uh, an absent owner and kind of lets his GMs do whatever they want, mm -hmm. except the, the stark difference is one is Steve Eisenman and one is uh, an, em an empty Coke bottle. <laughs> Stop um, it. <laughs> stop. So uh, well, like, you're right. I said I would stop. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Um, but the Red Wings brought me some joy because I didn't realize that I was going to be in Belize for NHL free agency. And we were done with like our like, wow, this is so much, all the things that I've said. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I don't even want to know what was about to come out of your mouth. So please find a way to rephrase. Well, I'm just like, I'm just like calling like this general manager a buffoon. And then I said, you know, this guy who's going through like probably the worst moment of his life, like your family's not dead. Like yeah. send a text message. <laughs> yeah. I just, oh <laughs> my gosh. Corey. I don't yeah, think I, don't I, even, I, we don't know. I don't know how to respond. And then you were going to go talk about ministry in a different country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Not your finest moment, but there is grace. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. Lord is gracious. Lord, Lord forgive me. It, <sighs> and you apologized. So it's okay. <laughs> See, this is this is a perfect example of the Lord working through broken, <laughs> incredibly imperfect people. Golly, I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> I apologize. I I don't know what else to say. Uh, but uh, didn't expect to be in police and free agency. You would finish yeah, didn't something. Finish the kids camp that we were doing. Mm -hmm. Um. So I saw the first thing like, oh, this person re-signed. Or I saw Claude Giroux signed with the Senators, which was crazy, by the way. The Senators are like a competitive hockey team now. Yeah, I remember um, like a year and a half ago, we were all like, aha, they're getting like first pick next year. And their horrible owner, who was holding them back, um, unfortunately, uh, was no longer with the team due to um, him Dying, Corey. <laughs> we need to. I don't know where no, you are. You right know, now. you have to. You have to. You have to listen. You have to listen to me. I, I was not wishing death upon this. I know hear you me were out. not. <laughs> but hear the, me. Every, the lead up okay, to that. Time out. Not, time out. Time it was out. The worst possible thing you could have made it. <laughs> time out. Okay, hold on. Yes, that was horrible and a bad choice of words. But everybody in Ottawa despised this man. Okay. For, for despise the man because he was a bad owner, not the person. They didn't despise him as a person. They despise him as an yes. owner. So yes. everybody was like, everybody was like, Oh, he should sell the team. And like, I would give anything for him to not be the owner of my favorite hockey team. And then he dies. So like everyone's in this awkward spot. They're like, I'm terribly sad that he's dead, but I'm kind of like relieved that he's not the owner of the hockey team anymore. So he passes mm -hmm. and immediately they trade for Debrinket, a 40 goal scorer with like a cup of coffee. And then they go out inside Claude Giroux and then they re-sign some of their young guys. So like they have, they have a pretty solid core now mm -hmm. and it took like two months, not two months. It took like eight months. And that was after their owner was no longer their owner. Um, where was I going with this? Um, yes. So Steve Eisenman, GM, can do whatever he wants. It was very clear. Um, and then to see that they signed the number one free agent center to a five-year under five under $6 million per year, he's going to slide into your number two. Great. You have a solidified number two center coming off of a career season. And you know what that means? Do you know what that means? That means 
Robbie Fabry, when he's finally healthy, will not be the number two center, which makes zero sense because you brought in Pia Suter to be your number two center, but you still had Robbie Fabry being center. <clears throat> that was that's that a was a coaching thing. choice. He's, he's we don't have to deal with that anymore. We don't have to well, deal with it. We don't have to deal with it from him anymore. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen next year. We're hoping we better things, it. but. Um, and then you go out and get a 31-year-old bruising defenseman mm-hmm. on a four-year deal. Not, a lot of people didn't like how much money he's getting. It's a four-year deal. Yeah, it's still he's still going to be 34 when it ends, though. Like, that's the problem. That's fine. I'm not too concerned about that because he's thir- he's he's at the end of his prime, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. So you're 31. You usually have like a couple of years before like, okay, you're 33. You're going to get older. Your body's going to break down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, that was a need. We filled it. Yep. It's under five mil a year. Yep. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. And if he stinks, well, who cares? Because he'll be gone in a few seasons. Or you can buy him out because your buyouts are going to be uh, – I think you're done paying Stephen Weiss. You still have Applicator for a few seasons. Uh, are we done I with Nielsen? Think... Did we buy out Nielsen? Yeah, he was the first one we bought out. He wasn't the first because Applicator was first. I think. I can't Let remember. Me at... Let me Cap look friendly. at Cap Friendly. <laughs> Cap Friendly is – a glorious website. I love Cat Friendly. Franz Nielsen contract. Okay. Where is he? He, I can't see anything because he just retired in a different league. Yes. He's got one more season. He's through the 20. Okay. So next season is his last year. Okay. So there you go. So you'd have you'd have an opportunity to buy him out if he stinks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not concerned. We signed Ali Mata, who I've he's been a serviceable defenseman wherever he's been. He signed a two year deal. Is that it, or was it a one year? These are things we should know before we go on this. It's a, I, it was a. It was short. Was... Just give me a second. It's it's right here. I have it somewhere. I'm, I'm going to pull up Cap Friendly because I always love looking at Cap Friendly. It gets me excited. Alimata, one-year contract, 2.25. AAD. Okay, so there you go. That's a, a show-me contract. See if you're going to get extended or to yep. see some development of the some other guys. Uh, oh, man. This is crazy. Uh, then you sign Dominic Kubelik, who's like another kind of like reclamation project mm-hmm. um, for 2.5. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will slide in nicely. He's 26. He'll slide in nicely to your third, uh, third line center role. Yep. Uh, and did you talk about cop or were you talking about Ben Shabbat with the, no, I was talking, five? I was, I was talking about, uh, Sherat. Sherat. Okay. Uh, cop cop was, uh, under six mil. Yeah. Five for five. Point six two five. Yeah. So you got your number one, you got the number one center on the market this year for under six mil per season. That's pretty good. I'll take that. And then the, probably the biggest shocker, you get David Perron. Yeah. From, from the St. Louis blues, which by the way, was the entire offense in the playoffs for the St. Mm -hmm. Louis blues last year. It was crazy that what this man was doing Um, old, but 34 years old, for under five mil for the next two seasons, and you get your veteran presence, your proven player to slide into your number two. So your top two lines now are Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, and Perron, Cop, and Vrana. Mm-hmm. Unless they keep Verana and Zadina together because those two were clicking last year. I don't think they will. You're right. Just, that's just off but... the that's just off the bat. I don't think they will. Um because I think they want to give Rana even more talent around him as well. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but that's your top two lines. Your first line did great, but mm-hmm. then if you have an, an actual formidable second line to put pressure on opposing defenses, you're going to clear up some more opportunities for the first line. 
It's mm-hmm. just going to, it's bound to happen. Uh, Did you talk about Billy Huso? Because we also got a goalie. Oh, talked to, we totally forgot about Billy Huso. And you have another player who's roughly the same age as Nadalkovich. Again, healthy competition. Mm-hmm. Billy Huso was a developing player, ended up coming into that St. Louis series, and he looked very good mm-hmm. and not so good at times. So kind of the same story with Nadalkovich. So whoever's going to be the – you basically have the same player in net. And you just hope time. they're good at at the correct times. <laughs> right. Ned will be bad. Huso will be good. Huso will be bad. Ned will be good. That's what we're hoping yeah. for, the good turnaround of that. And that honestly is kind – like you're comparing Hall of Fame players. But um, even, even, even not so much like a Mike Vernon, Chris Osgood situation – Back in the '90s, now the teams were completely constructed differently. But when the when the Red Wings won the Cup in '97, Chris Osgood started the majority of the games mm-hmm. in the regular season. But Mike Vernon ended up winning the Smythe because he yeah. just took over at the end of the season. Yeah. So this has kind of been the fact, and even even in 2008, Dominic Hasek was the starting goaltender in the regular season. Chris Osgood was the starting goalie in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They rode the hot hand. So this is the kind of thing that the Red Wings have done over the years. Um, and uh, um, they're trying to do it again. They're trying to replicate it again. Um, not to mention, uh, with some of these other signings, they signed a Mark, uh, was it Pizik as an extra defenseman? And then they still have that Stephen Comfort guy that I don't know what he's going to do, but he's probably going to be a healthy scratched sort of player. Um, with uh, Osterley and Lidstrom in the mix. Because Jake Wallman, he's going to be on IR, and he's a restricted free agent. He also um, went for arbitration, just as a fun fact. Yeah, he probably should have. Um, but um, now you're going to have your bottom six be uh, – who is it? Who's your – Who's your? oh, Pia Suter um, with uh, Phillips Adina. And who else am I looking at here? Take your pick of Rasmussen. Uh, wow, why was that the only name that came to my brain? Hold on. Oh, Kublik. Kublik's going to be. Kublik, yep. Third line center. Sunquist. And then your bot. Sunquist. Yeah. Sunquist, Rasmussen, and. Uh... Who's the other guy? Rasmussen, uh, Sundquist. Uh, There's another guy who's healthy that I'm not thinking of. Or Adam Ernie. So um, I think I, I read something from Anzer Khan today um, saying uh, that the Red Wings are probably going to have to release one of the forwards. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it'll be Giovanni Smith, which I is know. really sad. Brecken's probably going to be mad. And they're not re-signing Sam Gagne. I know. Corey's dad get, got let go. Uh, it's so I'm sorry, bud. unfortunate. Yep. It thems the brakes. Um, we need to talk about how the Red Wings and the Blues basically just played wife swap and traded. We just, I don't <laughs> we know just why keep going I went back and forth. I don't know why the Blues keep trading with because like, it seems like they keep losing. Eisman. I mean, the Letty deal worked out for him, I guess, kind of. Kind of. But who did we? Because we traded the. I feel like the first one I remember was the De La Rose trade. Was that, yeah, that the first <sighs> Blues trade? That was Fabry for De La Rose. Yeah. Okay. And that has that seemed to work out. That's crazy. That's yes. crazy to me. Yes. That's that's a that's a middle six forward for a guy who's not even playing in the NHL right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if and you then, follow uh, Tony X on Twitter. I but do. But he's a staunch Blues fan, and he was raging mad. About Perron. About Perron. <laughs> yeah. About Perron. I did see that. Yeah. I did see that. Um, that's a great forward depth now. We don't – we're not we're – not, scraping the bottom of the barrel with AHL forwards. Mm -hmm. We now have some NHL talent on this team. Yes. Which isn't to say, at least I won't say, I don't know what you're about to say. 
we're nowhere near winning the cup. <laughs> we're 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 in playoff contention now, though. That's what I'm getting at. We're very much in the running for if everything goes right and folks work out the way they're supposed to, playoff contention. I I think I I'm almost going to get into the to the boat of like if you don't make the playoffs, that's a disappointment. Given this this free agency period you don't spend all of this money you don't bring in mm-hmm. all of these players mm-hmm. because everybody was saying detroit's taking a swing here. yep and if you're taking a swing you better hit it somewhere not miss i saw a meme it was that was something like uh steve eiserman started planning this the moment he, ha- he had to sit through that nine to whatever arizona game he was like mm-hmm. well, never again Never again. Immediately, no. Yeah. You you completely changed the complexion of this team um, in an instant. Mm-hmm. And the cool, you know, you know what the great thing is? What? Of of players that you have on your roster right now for, for defensemen depth who played in the NHL last year. Your oldest defenseman on your team right now is Ben Sherratt at 31. That's your oldest defenseman. Yeah. And who was our previous oldest defenseman? Do you want to just remind me of, of that guy's name? Uh, wasn't it like Danny DeKaiser or something? <laughs> it was very much Danny DeKaiser. Oh, gosh. Yeah, freaking this just poor, poor guy. And now your oldest forward now becomes uh, David Prime, but you take that out of the mix. Oldest forward... Uh, is the guy you just signed, Andrew Kahn. Is it? Yeah, at 28. Oh, him and Oscar Sundqvist are the same age. Yeah. But is Andrew Kapp older and, by a couple months? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at Kapp friendly here, so maybe yeah. some. Those are our two 28-year-olds, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Those are your two 28-year-olds, and your contract for Kopp will be done when he is 20... 29, 30, 31, 32. It's a pretty good age. It's a dip. Steve Eisenman took a swing. Yep. Took a massive swing. And so far, I'm ready. The swings are working out. Like swings we, are working out. All of the, I, I think it's. It seems that all of the really, and honestly, Steve hasn't had a ton of really big swings. I think Mo was probably his biggest, like air quote swing. Um. Yes. And that's worked out great. All of his smaller ones have been hit or miss, right? Like we've had a couple guys that have worked out, others that have very much yeah. not. But those ones are okay to hit and miss on because that's what they are. They were one-year contracts, minimal of money. Mm-hmm. We had the cap space to to sprinkle around. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I, I don't think there's any fear in taking those bigger swings because the one that we've had, sure. we've done. Yeah. And I think, too, just about every trade that Eisenman has done has worked out thus far. Or the majority of them. Yeah. I can't Let's say that. think of any that I'm off the top of my head that I was like, not that one. Well, I mean, the Verona deal was a trade. Yep. Seems Fabry was out. a trade. Fabry was a trade. Um, uh, I'm trying to look here. Uh. Letty, Nettiju, Sunquist, and Wallman. Jury's mm-hmm. still out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nadalkovic was a trade. Mm-hmm. It was the same. It was the same thing last year because Eisenman traded the rights to Bernier and a third round pick for Nadalkovic, who I think was a restricted free agent, and then we signed. Uh, and then we did it again this year. We traded a third round pick uh, for the rights to Vili Huso, and mm-hmm. we. We signed him. We went through. Um, Did you? Sorry to cut you off. Did you see the reaction of the Steve Dangle podcast when Steve read that out that Billy Huso went to the Red Wings for just the third round? No, I didn't. Jesse screamed. (laughs) He screamed (laughs) no into the mic because, like, Billy Huso is one of the top goalies out there, and he went. He was. He was going to be. Yeah, he went for a third. That's wild. He was. He was going to be like one of the one of the top free agent goalies, and then the Leafs got rid of Jack Campbell and they got Matt Murray. <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I would never want to be a Leafs fan, fan, but I especially don't want to be one. 
currently. I like their jerseys, but I'm kind of in that boat where I'm, I don't want to get one. I feel kind of dirty for having a Canadian's jersey. <laughs> um, but that's because the, the French Stanley Cup final patch was so cool. I couldn't. I couldn't. couldn't I mean, yeah, there are some things you just can't pass up. I'm trying to find this audio because it's hilarious. Um, also, this is not Red Wings information, but uh, Johnny Goudreau to Columbus on purpose. Who what? wants to go to Ohio? <laughs> who? That's just that just sounds like somebody who doesn't want to win. Why would anybody want to directly, voluntarily want to go to Ohio? Not me. Couldn't be me. Because I know. So, like the one of the big reasons that he left Calgary was because he was really homesick. He's from Jersey. Like that's a long ways away from home. I get it. Yeah, but Columbus. There were other American teams, my dude. Why not sign with New Jersey? I don't know. Okay, here's the <laughs> At audio. That point. Are you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Three. I'm gonna. I'm hoping this is loud enough. Hey, we're gonna trade. Oh, what? Detroit Red Wings have acquired. I've acquired Billy Huso from the St. Louis Blues. No! <laughs> I'm third round pick in 2020. That's it. Yeah, in the 2022 draft. Yeah. <laughs> now there's no contract done as of yet. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, there's no contract done as of yet and four mil for the next three years. So yep. sorry, Steve. <laughs> sorry, Steve. Sorry, Jesse. Ay, ay, ay. But to tie this all together, Steve Eisenman just set up his first year coach exceptionally well. I would love to talk about the draft, but we are at 56 minutes. Um, and we still have Pistons content to talk about. And we still have Pistons content to talk about. And we talked about our first round draft pick last week, um, which I'm excited about. Um, yeah, he and he signed his um, his contract already, so he is yes on and in the books. However, that phrasing would go, so that's exciting. Steve wanted to lock that down let's, quick. Let's see, do we have that? Uh, yes, uh, Marco Casper, um, eighteen years old, three years, just under wow, just under a mil. That's mm-hmm. hmm, interesting. All right, we like to see it. Okay, um, we'll tie it up real quick because uh, this lightning round. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> ben can put in some sound effects if he wants to, but probably not. Um, Pistons, summer yes. league basketball started, wrapped up. Uh, Jay Nivey, as good as advertised, only played in like a game and a half, but was everything um, yeah. worth that mm-hmm. uh, selection. Uh, and was just shut down precautionary reasons has a sprained ankle and everyone's like it's kind of the same thing with Kate like he's gonna be okay even though Kate's injury was a bit more significant mm-hmm. um they're like yeah, even it's no big deal. Ivy himself was like yeah it's just a little sprain like I'm fine like in whatever yeah. interview that was after the fact he was like yeah I'm good I'm just being cautious which mm-hmm. respect it's the summer league it's important but also not really right also my man Jalen Duran looking like a stud said it from the get-go guy's a freak I love it. Um, and he's looked he's looked great. Another thing I want to talk about real quick, and then I don't want to just completely cut you off. No, you're I feel fine. like I do that a lot. Um murmurs, not murmurs, but just like both of those guys embracing the city of Detroit exactly like Cade did when he was taken mm-hmm. number one overall. Um Duran rocking the old English D, just like like this is we want it we wanna we wanna be a part of this culture, but we want they're to all wearing the franchise. Um the Sana S A N A, whatever the I don't know how you pronounce it. Sana mm-hmm. shirt t shirts, like all of them. Every single yeah, every single guy at the summer league was wearing a different one. Like it wasn't even just the Pistons, like the Tigers ones were there. I saw a Red Wings one on somebody. Like Yeah. They're by all accounts loving it. And yeah. I love it. we love that. We love that. Buy it in. Um, and then a uh, guy I'm excited for, Alex Burks. Uh, I okay. think he'll – an afterthought to that Duran trade. Um, and no, and I think we – not the trade. I think we did sign him. Um, lit up the Pistons last year in the regular season when mm-hmm. they went to the Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think an upgrade from any of your bench options that you could have. And maybe he would slide into the starting lineup at times. I don't know. Um, keep an eye out. Player to watch that isn't a rookie, Alex Burks. Alex Burks. Oh, is it Alec? It's Alec Burks, right? 
I sound so unqualified right now. Um, yeah, Alec Burks. So, yep. Watch out for him. I think he'll be very good. Um, they also signed Buddy Boheim on a Buddy Boheim. Con- Boheim, sorry, on yep. a two-way contract. Um, terms have not been disclosed as of yet, so that's exciting. I think he'll be mostly like the a G League guy. Yeah, um, he's a shooter. Yeah. Um, so he led the ACC in scoring for last year. Yep. Nineteen point two points. Uh, second in the conference in three pointers made per game, which is two point eight. So we're all about it. Six six. Yeah. Someone has to replace the Luca Garza hole even though they play different positions <laughs> just the luca garza hole in your heart the lovable guy who's not very good at nba basketball but mm-hmm. um any thoughts any other thoughts on the pistons before lightning round pistons ends pew, 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 pew. uh nope i'm good oh okay uh, nope no i'm good that's all i had okay cool lightning round pew, 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 pew. detroit lions uh Sticking with culture piece, I saw another. Lions are going to be the most quotable team, not because of the crazy things that uh, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell says. says, but he will say crazy things. But because like everyone's like they're ready, the the world is ready to see the Lions not poop themselves uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. And and Dan Campbell was asked a question about. Literally, SOL, same old Lions. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, we've been, we've been like saying it like in the locker room, like this is adding fuel to the fire. It's all words right now. Right. I get it. But the right. but again, the fact of the things, the fact of the matter is the things that the fans have been saying about Avila, the things that the fans have been saying about the Tigers and the things that the fans have been saying about how the Lions always figure out a way to shoot themselves in the foot, that's being heard by the team. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you like, especially with like teams, not spending money fans. are it's seemingly like they're just yelling at a brick wall and nothing's right. being heard. Right. What we're, what we're frustrated about is now being heard by the organization. And they're saying like, we don't, we're not trying to be SOL. Like we're, we're going to use that and do everything in our power to not be. And I think that's evident by the amount of fun that these guys are having. Cause mm-hmm. they are having fun. I mean, look at the draft picks that we've had mm-hmm. are just like, Oh, this like, we love Detroit. Like, this is great. This mm-hmm. is a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and by these comments, it's like, they're, they're no longer tone deaf. Yeah. And I, th- and I think for yep. so many years, that was the problem or not the problem, but a problem with this team. Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys are bad. What are you going to do about it? Oh, well, we'll just, we got to coach them up. We got to do it. It's like, no, you're, you had a 30 point lead and you lost. How does that happen? Sort of a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So no longer tone deaf. Last fun thing. Talked about a little bit earlier. Jameson Williams is the second fastest wide receiver in Madden. Um, don't know how that happened, but cool. So he's man's got wheels. Um, and TJ Hawkinson is the fifth best tight end in Madden. Really? I think he's like an 89 overall wow or something go tj that's not Let's something I, I mean i knew he was good i didn't expect that though the hawk <laughs> is that his nickname the hawk yeah why not oh you just made that up on the spot okay no hmm. i heard hawk as in like bird i didn't even put it he, together that that's part of his last name he, he went to iowa the hawk all right, eyes, so. all right. sure uh, heard it here first maybe I don't know. Heard it here first. I'm sure that's definitely been a thing. You also heard a lot of things here first tonight. And uh, yeah, which I still regret <laughs> very much. So just going to put a blanket apology in the description <laughs> before you go anywhere. Corey says, sorry. Corey said, sorry for just insensitive comments about family dealings. Yeah. He knows he, he's, he's wrong. He said he's I'm sorry. Not gonna... He's I'm fine. not going to apologize for anything I said about Alvila. That's for sure. Never. Okay. Well. I don't know. The Coke can was a little harsh. Mm, 
that is a that is a person that God created. Mm, <laughs> I think about yeah, I probably should apologize for that one too. He's pro- he's everyone says he's a nice guy. So cool. He's a nice guy. If, I don't know if you believe that though. No, I do believe that. Why do you think he's kept his job? He's got if he was a tool, he would have been gone forever ago. See, I don't know. I don't know how Chris operates. Cause cause what's his face? Uh, uh Patricia. He was oh. he was a bad coach and a bad guy. So you, you, we got him out of here. Yeah, but the Alavilla doesn't is, own the Lions. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to compare. But anyway, I'm done. I can't say anymore. Alrighty, folks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. I am so grateful that you're all here. If you would give us a follow on our socials, um, follow us on whatever app you listen to us on. Five stars, the whole shebang. Share with a friend. We appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Deuces. Again, apologies. Bye. Hey everybody, this is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.